You're listening to Mix, Tapes, Feelings, and Drinks. Gabe and Nick introduce each other to songs that are dear to them. We dive into these songs to add more meaning and overall enjoyment to our listening experience. All, of course, while enjoying sublime mixed drinks. Made by Gabe. Today's episode is titled Family Ties, which are songs that remind us of our family members. It could be something that's important to that family member. It could be something that was at one point in their life, and it's not, I mean, it's not really now, but it's a very formative memory for you. So let's get into it. This is our very first triple shot episode, which means it's you and me, Gabe, and my wife, Allison. It's me. Allison's here to talk about some music, too. Because guess what? She's got ears. I got ears. <laughs> I use them. She's, I like she music, too. She does. She's got ears. <laughs> and she knows how to use them. <laughs> I thought you were going with Grease. She's no. got ears. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> what were you doing? ZZ Top. Like. Ladies go crazy for a shop dressed man. Now I wish I would have picked some Z's up. My parents don't <laughs> listen to Z's up. I never listened to him, them. So It's a them. Yeah, so we can get into them eventually. Are those the ones with the beards? Yeah. Mm, gotcha. that's, all I, that's all I know. <laughs> Allison, we should probably get to know you better since you haven't had an episode of Mixed at all. You've always been the... Uh, third party voice so Ooh, am i like the featured guest no but oh, okay. like people want to <laughs> you're gonna be sharing some musics with us so you gotta you gotta mm. give us a taste of who you are for the people who don't know you out there where does the name espinosa come from it is a, a long long story <laughs> i no, i don't know i was gonna try to make a joke out of it but i couldn't it is a That's joke. all you need to know about me is I can't do the jokes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you try. I do try. <laughs> and you know what? Nine times out of ten, it doesn't land, but then you get that one, and oh, it's really good. It's good. <laughs> Just leave those good. other nine on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, um, what are you sipping on? Tequila. What kind of tequila is this? Trader <laughs> Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's? <laughs> That's awesome. Is that it's like Trader Joe's brand? I think so, yeah. Oh, nice. But it's good. It's yeah. so good. We got tequila, one ice cube, one slice of lime, and tequila with lime juice. Limeade. Limeade. Mm-hmm. In my drink. Yes. What did you get? I have what you may call a like a tequila paloma. Is that what it would be? Well, I think if we had some sparkling uh, seltzer in here, it would be. Mm. But I think that's pretty close. Yeah. Close enough. Tequila, close enough grapefruit juice, lime. And, it's delicious. And Gabe? Same. Same? Same. Anyways, today we're talking about our family. Ew. <laughs> Gabe, are you more of a family guy <laughs> or a friends guy? <laughs> 
let's just really crush our families right now. <laughs> friends, definitely friends. You know, family can just you know. <laughs> it was a very leading <laughs> question. I knew the answer to it before I asked it. Um, do you no. think everyone should be family? You got people or probably <laughs> <laughs> um just because you know family always be there mm. yeah that's not true yeah it's, but yeah <laughs> supposedly it's true in the fast and furious franchise though i'll tell you that yeah if depends only on... we all had families like that <laughs> yeah and that's an adopted family really they yeah. you know that's friends the friends are their family. Yeah. They kind of like so mix that message. It's kind of like a yeah. familia. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're kind of Spanish in that clicker. Kind of. I think so. They Got have Michelle some, Rodriguez. They have influences. Rodriguez. Yeah. Dom. Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Makes an appearance. That dude. <laughs> I guess growing up, my family just told me, they would tell me the things that I am before I figured it out on my own. I remember my parents told me that they they were like, you cherish your friends more than your family. <laughs> and I th- I didn't think, I think it's just because it was true at the time. I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. But I didn't realize it was an insult. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thanks for the life lesson, family. Yeah, I thought like, yeah. okay, I guess that's who I am now since it's been labeled about who I am. And uh, so, yeah, I don't want to say that's what I am. I would like that to not be what I am, but... I am whatever you say I am. <laughs> if I wasn't, then why would you say I am? Eminem is our first son <laughs> choice here. My dad's a real big Marshall Mathers fan. I think there's relationships that you, you need like constant upkeep or pretty regular upkeep. And then there's relationships that don't. And I think sometimes the ones that don't, more often than not, might be family relationships. Mm. Because you know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Sometimes I think it can kind of feel like, you know, friends are first in someone's life, but, you know, it's just striking that balance. I think different ages too. You swing, the pendulum swings back and forth. You know, you'll, you hit an age where your family means a lot more to you. I feel like, I think with friends, like six months, if you stop talking to them, stop keeping in contact, then you're they're gone. They're kind of acquaintances at that point. You're not that close. Six months? Come on. Forget about it. Forget about it. Allie, how do you feel about that? Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) To to whom? (laughs) To who? I just, I think that I pass. (laughs) Okay. Don't want to, you haven't had your whole drink yet. Not willing to open up. Yeah. I'm trying, I feel like my mom's going to listen to this and I don't want to say something oh, that might hurt. Well, we love Marsha, so. Well, no, I know. It's not about not loving my parents. I love my parents, but par- like family and friends are different. That's all. Well, speaking of mothers, Allie, do you want to start us off with a song about your mother? <laughs> Allie's composed a song. <laughs> Allie's composed a song, an I original this, piece I by Alison Espinosa. And it's dedicated to my mom, Marsha Smith. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Born Marsha McLaughlin. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. And I wasn't. I was just laughing at you stumbling over your mom's maiden name. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. 
Classic. This is her favorite song. Her favorite song? Mm-hmm. Was she in Nam? <laughs> <laughs> she was. She grew up in California. <laughs> <laughs> this this song just reminds me of like Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, the like Nam. Nam. Uh, like a movie that has Nam as like the right. Uh, this is like the like ironically playing over a violent war scene yeah mm. or just like a helicopter flying in like that wide shot of the a montage of like open. the summer of love uh juxtaposed with guerrilla warfare yeah yeah, yeah that's my mom <laughs> It's really good. It's mm-hmm. good. It's always gonna be really good. Do you did you know anything like did she ever tell you why she liked this song a lot or why it's her favorite? Not I mean, if if I ever asked her it was just that she loved the song when she was a teenager. Um I don't remember what does it say what year it came out? Nineteen sixty-six. Okay, so yeah, that came out when she was like in high school, like sophomore year, I think. She graduated Ooh, in What a time to be alive. Nineteen sixty six. Graduate in high school and this song drops. California so, like, Dreamin'. She was in California. No man. She was a California girl. This song comes out, you're sophomore in high school. Sixteen years old. It slaps. What <laughs> Or what, what part of California? Uh, I think she said. I think she was from the Dreamin' part, <laughs> the Valley. Dreamin' part, <laughs> the Valley. Uh, Santa Maria. Sounds like a California one of, name. One of the Santas. <laughs> Santa. Yeah. Santa place that starts with an M. Yeah. Woman's Santa name. Santa Pe- Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she just. I, I just. I associate that song with like my mom singing. In the car, she knows all the words. Mm-hmm. She just loves it. Every time it comes on, she's like, turns it up. That's her jam. It's, it's like, my jam. Takes her back to being in high school in California before she moved up here her senior year of high school <laughs> in Kent, Washington. Ooh. Just for her senior year. And that was, in her words, the worst. <laughs> so. and you're really California dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. For real. There's no Washington dreaming equivalent california in the 60s before the hippies was probably the best place before to be before the hippies yeah hmm because why because they're stinky yeah it's probably <laughs> probably wasn't as like awesome to be actually be in it it sounds scary it sounds yeah. terrifying i mean my <laughs> parents really sounded scary. like they had a lot of fun so. were mean, they wait wait did they go back down to california or something no. or were they just kind of hippies no up i'm here? just saying that they were hippies yeah yeah Hippies, like as a witness, hippies sound really intimidating and scary. And like, <laughs> just I don't want to be around it. Wait, what is, what's your, what do you imagine hippies are? 
Uh, well, I just feel like they're really lax and loose, you know, and I'm just like, I'm the definition of scary. Straighten up, man. I'm tight, man. (laughs) I like being tight and, you know, I don't want to be loosened up by a hippie. That's what the drugs are for. No, and I think that would, I think at the time, I feel like that would be a really big temptation for a lot of people is to want to join, you know, because it's such a big movement. Mm -hmm. Um, I can imagine that being a big draw draw i guess yeah not i don't yeah i don't know I, like when you're a teenager yeah i mean oof. it was Civil kind of rights like movement. a mm-hmm. yeah it was like a a counter to like the politics of the day right the politics of the day were very like i guess how you would describe it today would be like very republican and stern and yeah, yeah. I suppose we do have that with president. Let's get political. <laughs> I suppose we have that with BLM today. Um. I I didn't mean for that to be like a. I wasn't really meaning to like draw a parallel to how it people kind of, do things. Kind today, of is kind, yeah. kind of a little bit, you know. Like, I mean, there's a lot of social change happening back then, and people think there's a lot of social change happening now. Mm-hmm. People think. So what's the? Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> They're the moms and the papas. What's the equivalent song? Some kind of uh... the baby, the <laughs> <laughs> baby, the baby. Uh, there's no little, pa- powerhouse like changing music. I feel like no. in his his stripper old town video. road. I just mean that like the something like that or like the just hippie movement in general, and they were like associated with like protesting and, yeah there's um, a huge shift from how just like people lived yeah. mm-hmm. those are the boomers hippies are the boomers yeah and then so they like, like the completely... silent generation was their were their parents so like wartime people and then baby boom and then there's all these hippies do you feel like your mom has a very is very selective of the music that she, that she listens to I'm trying not to, what I'm trying not to do is say that moms don't like music. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're just more selective about music. I think so. I mean, she's, I guess what I'm basing that off of is that she, at least growing up, would listen to like kind of the same stuff. Like she would find an album that she liked and then be like, yep, this is the album I'm going to listen to. That's age though, I feel like though, right? I think partially, yeah. I mean, I would try to introduce her to other things too when I was a teenager because I was discovering music and I thought I'll show my parents this music and they almost never liked it. Was your dad kind of the same as your mom in that? Actually no. My my mom would listen to it but then she'd be like meh I don't really like it and then I but I would listen to stuff with my dad and even if he didn't like it we would still like have a whole a whole conversation about it (laughs) when i'd be over at their house when they lived here he there'd be a song playing me playing on the tv and he would call me over into the room just so he could talk about the song (laughs) that was playing on the tv because he listened to music that was like on like on demand yeah like there were channels oh yeah 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 that were would play songs on demand and that were catered to you know his time like the 70s so i feel like why because I don't want to be like, moms just don't like music and dads like music. Hmm. I think part of it maybe is just that, I don't know. I know with Ashley, like, like I listen to a lot more like, like I'll listen to the Annihilation soundtrack or the <laughs> Chernobyl soundtrack. And it's just like, <laughs> or like <laughs> ambient, like dread 
and yeah. I just it soothes me. I think being around kids more just kind of like changes you a little bit, and you're just like, I just want to listen to stuff that like hits that perfect like. Here or range. here's a, another thought too. Dads, in particular, tend to have more of a drive to instill interests yes. mm-hmm. in their kids. Yes. Um, like, like as soon as they find out that they're having a kid, they're like, oh my God, I can't wait to show them this, 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 and this. Whereas moms are more so just like about nurturing them yeah, so that they can like live well, the, their life. The dads can't really nurture them in in a lot of ways. So that I think that's just like a reactionary thing by dads to be like, well, I, I'm going to provide all the culture. Mm. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I'm not saying it as a bad thing either. I just, no. I, I see that more with, dad's saying like oh man i love this thing and i want my kid to love yeah. it too yeah. whereas and then moms are just kind of like yeah sure. actually feeding cool. the kid yeah. <laughs> yeah. giving them real nutrients moms are like pro- their providing lives. the space for the dad to <laughs> do whatever <laughs> music whatever really loud and annoy everybody <laughs> oh this yeah since we're talking about moms not caring about music, Gabe. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but is there a song that reminds you of your mom? Judy Collins, Cook With Honey. Yeah. This okay. was my mom's jam. Does she cook with honey a lot? I think she used to. <laughs> <laughs> Too many calories. She's a classic 60s lady. It's the 60s? Looks like it. Close together, hand in hand. bongos. Check those bongos. To sweeten up the night. We always cook with honey. Tell me, how's your appetite for some sweet love? I can see your mom, like, yeah. Yeah, just, like, kind of doing a little, I, I don't know, little a, like a slow shimmy. Side, so back and forth. Slide. Easier than pie to be kind. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just think this is kind of like her. She just um, cooked a lot. She still does, but, like, I think she cooked even more, like, when she was younger. Maybe that's why she liked this song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And it reminds you of her because she listened to it a lot? Yeah, it's kind of like one of the... She like this song. It's, it's kind of the same thing as like my mom. Like just a few songs. My dad liked a bunch of different songs. And, but this is definitely a song that sticks out for me. It's like my mom. I like that flute. Mm-hmm. That Lizzo flute in there. <laughs> this, is, this, is like a, this is like a baking song. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean that in like a this, good way. This whole album is really good. <laughs> like I think next time I'm baking something, I'm probably just gonna listen to this song and do a little a slow shimmy yeah. while I'm kneading my bread. I don't bake bread. I think my mom made like I think my mom did make bread back when she was into this. Nice. Oh, 
there'll be a place set just for you. Sweet wine before dinner that is surely bound to soothe. Sweet wine before dinner, surely bound to soothe. Here's yeah, the thing. This lady parties. This, I feel like this is a great song to kind of represent your mom in a way because she's very <laughs> warm and, and inviting and the song is all about like shout out come, to Heidi come mm-hmm. on over like I'll, I'll cook you yeah. something yeah and, it is very and, like, like they said communal, the door is always open like yeah every, you know communal everybody come over and eat and kind of feel she's so nice thanks Heidi <laughs> yeah yeah that was um i really like that song i like that whole album's really good too but yeah it's definitely uh a mom song that's a great mom song a great um 60s 70s mom song mm-hmm. so this is the one song that like reminds me totally of my mom mm. and she listened to other stuff too but this is this is it for my mom this is it that's the one um and we were talking a little bit about like the 60s when was this, when did this song come out uh i tried to look it up it said 2001 so it's a re-release oh, 2001 yeah my mom just started <laughs> listening to it when i was about 16 <laughs> um my parents were like late hippies they got married in 75 yeah we're living in nebraska then they like bought a bus and went like antiquing across the country and like selling antiques and stuff just drove a, a bus I remember this I across remember the this. country yeah That's so cool you were there i was there i was <laughs> wow. there yeah i was their friend <laughs> the end pep was on the triple scoopers podcast and talked about this mm. this song came out in 1973 by the way that tracks yeah <laughs> just two short years before your parents got married mm-hmm. bird yeah she's probably cooking for my dad or something and my dad was i think my dad was a bachelor for quite a while and because he got married at 30 oh wow and so he's probably just like food <laughs> <laughs> food <laughs> the prison doesn't make us food <laughs> <laughs> on that topic of songs that are just like that's my mom that's I, my mom that's my mom i will play a song that reminds me of my mom where I'm like, you know what? That's my mom. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. You know the song? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This song was on, I kid you not, constantly when I was a kid. Like anytime we drove to meeting, the song was <laughs> playing. Or turned coming back from meeting, the song was playing. My mom is like told everyone that in her like funeral or her memorial, or whatever, she wants this song played. <laughs> like I want people to be dancing to this song because this is her.
guys were listening to your past songs and thinking about your moms. This one, I'm also thinking about my mom. I never, it's like, maybe it's because I'm a drink and a half in. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so defiantly my mom. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else that reminds me of anything other than my mom when I listen to this. Mm-hmm. Is that how you guys feel about your songs? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how music can just, like, be a person to you as well. Like, an entire emotion and just, like, physical thing at the same time. Yeah. It makes me kind of wonder what my... <laughs> what... what <laughs> artist or song is going to be attached to me because like you oh, don't yeah like our parents i mean your your mom kind of picked this song and playing right. it like non-stop but your my kids mom... are never going to be able to watch annihilation without thinking of you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my so dad scary. this is this my dad, is my dad. <laughs> and what do you 100... mean <laughs> what do you mean that this part is where it's like, where it's like <laughs> That's him. <laughs> He's a silver <laughs> being. <laughs> yeah, this is such a uh, this is a jam though. Like no one li- dislikes this song. Nobody. It's a bop. Doesn't like the song. Yeah. Was this um was this your uh dance song with her? No. Oh. Okay. We How dare been. you? I, should have I don't know why. But she told what else to, did you pick? I chose. Um, it was another song that reminds me of her. It was a Jackson Five song. Oh, nice. Um, that tracks. I can't remember what the name is though. I get. Yeah. I'd have Are you to sure it wasn't this ABC. one? No, it wasn't this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was ABC. <laughs> Tough name. Could you imagine the one I danced with my mom to is "I'll Be There." Mm. Oh, I'll be good there. one. Yeah, okay, that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good song. That's a good song. Anyways, enough about our wonderful mothers. Enough about the moms. <laughs> enough about the moms. We're going to dad town. We're going to dad town. Choo choo. What are you guys thinking? Allie? Sure. Yeah, let's go for my dad's song. <laughs> Your dad's song? All right. I love this pick. I know what this is. <laughs> okay. For, for, for like me and, me and Allie talked before this and... I was like, I thought about picking this for my dad's song too. <laughs> I think. Interesting. Do we have the same dad? We might be. Also, our dads went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> for different oh, reasons, no. but still. <laughs> yeah. Did your dad's friend stab a sailor? <laughs> yeah, I Does don't know my have dad's tattoos. Friends, oh no, no. Unfortunately. Okay. I feel like your dad would have gotten a tattoo. That's interesting. He doesn't. It is interesting. But um, what is that song that reminds you of him? It is it's "Rainy Day Women" by Bob Dylan. Classic. So good 
They stone you just like they said they would They stone you when you're trying to go home They'll stone you when you're there all alone But I would not feel so all alone Everybody must get stoned Well, they'll stone you when you're walking on the street This song about drugs? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> or is it about the man trying to like put you down, right? Mm-hmm. Putting stones in your pockets. There's a lot stone, of controversy stone. about what this song is actually about. Everybody must get stoned, though. That seems to be seems to be the consensus <laughs> there is, that, is that everybody must get stoned. <laughs> there is. My dad loves this real. song too. <laughs> there's a there's like I mean at least back in the day this was a song that. Uh, people heard the words everybody must get stoned and heard the way that they were yeah like laughing and everything in the song and they thought oh this is about drugs they're stoned they're stoned (laughs) and you know what i'm sure they were (laughs) absolutely but but i don't think that's necessarily just what the song is about because if you listen to the lyrics it's like they're using it in the context of like stoning like in the biblical like sense. in the biblical sense too, so I think it's kind of it's like both. It's like a tongue-in-cheek kind of. To me, it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of take sure. on. Because Dylan, Dylan is never straightforward in any song he's ever made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, rarely. He uses double meanings and just like uh, we could do a whole episode on Dylan because like I could have easily picked like 10 different Dylan songs for my dad but and yeah. songs I really like now too but and it's kind of shaped how I listen to music because I listened to Dylan so young is is just I I really like the feeling you get from lyrics and how they're sung more than the actual content of the lyrics mm-hmm. I will say the, the reason I chose this song for my dad is because this is a song that I remember him listening to so much, <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it so it's much. Really, it's pretty abrasive. It just goes on for so yes, long. Yes, it does. Too. And I was just like, Dad, this song sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. This guy can't sing. Like, this is the messiest trash I've ever heard in my life. And I was just like, I hate Bob Dylan. And it was like mostly based off of this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, Valid. but then like, as I got older, I was like, this is fun. This is a fun song to listen to. <laughs> and like Bob Dylan in general, I mean, he's very talented, obviously. But, but I yeah, also but- like this song because it's like, Bob Dylan is kind of having a moment right now. Like a, what is it called? Renaissance? Uh, Resurgence? Comeuppance? Resurgence, resurgence, You got me too Yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) no. Um, But he, like, I don't know, I just hear a lot of, like, um, his, like, 
more famous songs, I guess, and like TikToks oh, about well, like wanderlust and stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's really funny that that's happening, which I mean, he's a iconic folk artist, but then he also did stuff like this, <laughs> yeah. which is not, it's a completely different sound. And I just think it's really fun and it. It's kind of goofy and that's kind of a vibe that I get from my dad. He's just a goofy guy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob Dylan's so wild because Bob Dylan's been like five different people. And it's you can hear it in the progression of his music. Like he sounds, in his earliest albums, he sounds like he's 40. And then he sounds like he's 20. And then he sounds like he's 80. And then he sounds like he's 40 again. He just will like jump all over. His voice changes so much. His style changed so much. And even more so than David Bowie. Like, David Bowie was influenced by specific people that he met along his career. And nothing, taking nothing away from David Bowie. But Dylan just kind of, I mean, obviously took from other artists. He took from old blues singers and stuff. But, like, his transformations were more organic, I think, and more idiosyncratic to him just the different eras that he went through. And I I love this era. This is the Blonde on Blonde album, like the opening track to this album. And it's a really good album. Yeah, thinking about just like this topic and um, like thinking about this song in relation to my dad, I'm like, I should probably listen to Bob Dylan a little bit more (laughs) because I feel like I, like I, I, as a teenager, I was so like, anti everything that my parents liked for some reason Mm -hmm. it's just how i operated that's how i found like my own thing so now i'm like you know the stuff that my parents liked was actually really good (laughs) (laughs) and i should probably give that a little bit more credit um but back to you said something about how bob dylan is never straightforward about anything yeah i was looking up information about this song and trying to figure out if there was, like, an actual specific thing that it was about. Um, and I couldn't really find anything. And mm-hmm. I found this quote from Bob Dylan himself about this song. And it says, uh, Dylan said the song was about cripples and, I'm so sorry, orientals and the world <laughs> oh, no. in which they live. It's sort of a Mexican thing, very protest. <laughs> and one of the protestiest songs of all things I protested against in my protest years. That sounds like so, he's trolling, honestly. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's, his whole yeah. life is just him trolling. Definitely. <laughs> like he said that in an interview where someone was asking what the song means. So he's like, okay, let me just throw yeah. this out there. <laughs> like this nothing statement. So, you know. Bob Dylan informs so much of how I interact with art. It's insane, really, with like when I think about it. Because... I am so much tied to the art being separated from the artist and the art being able to find a connection with you apart from what the artist, you know, what's going on in their life Mm -hmm. or what they meant from it. And I think I, I attribute that to Dylan because all of his stuff, like Positively 4th Street is the best diss track of all time <laughs> but he will never like say who it's about <laughs> specifically people are just like oh it's this person knows oh, this person i think that is the optimal way to make art is just like make things and put them out and then it belongs to people 
Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter who is singing Positively yeah. Fourth Street about. Sometimes it sours. Mm-hmm. Like if you know who it's about, it sours the whole thing. And it's harder to make it your own because you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, now that I know it's about this person, like yeah. I like that person. And that kind of stinks that they're dissing on them. Mm-hmm. So let's get into your dad's song, Gabe. This song reminds me of your dad. Yeah. This song by Neil Young, Out on the Weekend. It's from the Harvest album from 1972. Classic. Sad Boy album. (laughs) (laughs) This is like original Sad Boy. Yeah. this came out 72 and my my dad got married in 75 i think this was his like sick of living with other dudes <laughs> being a bachelor yeah wanting to get married album <laughs> and this is this was his like this is his joy division his turn his life around album yeah makes me think like looking at all these songs we put together a lot of these m- songs come from the 60s or 70s and which reminds us of our parents and our parents never or at least my parents never told me the songs that reminded them of their parents and i don't know if that's just because music wasn't like readily available to them to like be able to listen to that music again but i think moving forward at least if there's like a couple more generations well like your children and your children's children will be able to like listen to this podcast and be like well this is what yeah great grandpa gabe listened to and this is what great great grandpa <laughs> pep like you know listened to as well yeah whereas i don't have that music for my great great grandpa or my grandpa in general i just have like what my dad listened to well they were the silent generation i didn't talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess 
is true. video of uh harvest moon of new young yeah it's 100 percent dad energy (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah neil young is just he's so dad energy captured a whole generation of dads yeah but even that music video like i don't know when this song came out but it was so dad energy like he goes into a bar and dances with like a really very middle-aged woman (laughs) 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 it's uh it's crazy yeah, Harvest Moon is a little later, um, Neil Young. This is kind of early Neil Young, but I think a lot of the albums, a lot of the tracks on this album are kind of uh, sad boy, early sad boy anthems. Mm-hmm. Out on the weekend, this song, you got A Man Needs a Maid, which is about just not really wanting to connect with people, but wanting someone to take care of you. Mm. <laughs> Um, old man was talking about just how I was like turning into his dad. Mm. Heart of gold, just talking about searching for a heart of gold. He's looking everywhere, can't find a heart of gold. That was actually my parents. Like, if I was to pick a song, that was my mom and my dad's. That was it. Heart of gold. Was, yeah. 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 That's a good one. This all sounds like um. A single man turning 30. Yeah. And that's what he would write songs <laughs> <Yes>. about. <laughs> yeah. When this came out, my dad was 27, I think. Mm. Yeah. Sad yeah. boy. Accurate. <laughs> Growing sad boy. I mm. get it. I'm there for it. I want to go into my sad dad, sad boy. Sad dad boy. Sad dad. <laughs> sad dad boy sad song. Dad. This song reminds me of my dad. And it's also very sad. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I didn't tell you what this song was, but you know what it is. Would you know my name? Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, this is a sad song. <laughs> is my dad the only happy dad? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> This song reminds me, it's like one of those core memories of when I was younger. So I was probably around six or five. But I remember driving from North Dakota to Washington, and that's where we ended up living. My dad played this song 
and I think I was like I was sitting in the back seat but like my sister and my mom were asleep and my dad was explaining to me what this song was about oh jeez <laughs> I was gonna ask like did he just like this song or was he did he like the song because of what it was about I guess that was the reason I mean he told me it was really sad um I'm sorry what is this song about Uh, this is this is the thing. I haven't looked it up since then. So what I'm about to tell you is solely based off when I was five years old. <laughs> when you were five years old and your dad was explaining the song to you. Yes. No, okay. that's perfect. Go. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, this is a five-year-old memory we're basing this off. Yes. Is this song about his son dying? Yes. Okay. And then he's singing about um, when he will be able to see him in heaven. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, but he says... That memory stuck. But, <laughs> Pretty but he also says, I don't belong in heaven oh i don't know he said like i and like just now he said i can't stay so like is he visiting his son in heaven and he's like okay i I gotta go go to go to hell now i don't know that's even more sad (laughs) that's way more sad think that it wasn't this song that my dad was listening to it was like a chamorro cover of oh, it oh really yeah so i, I don't fully remember because when i listen to this song it's like it's not this version it's a different version oh interesting but is this like the eric clapton version yeah okay so when he told me about it he did mention eric clapton because i remember like later on I was older, maybe like 10 or 12. I asked him what that song, like who sang that song. And he told me Eric Clapton. But when he would listen to it, it would be in Chamorro. So oh. I think it was a cover that he listened to mostly. Is that another language, different language? Yeah, like um, from Guam. Okay. Yeah. out sad boy everybody here <laughs> yeah. with this song yeah this is a heavy song yeah and it like i looked up the lyrics and it's way more sad than just your five-year-old <laughs> understanding like he's literally asking like like essentially would you know who i was if you saw me in heaven and then he says um i don't belong here in heaven and then he says i'll find my way through night and day because I know I can't stay here in heaven. So like, Ooh. what? He was in cream. He was in cream in the 60s, That is like, man. Eric, it was, it was sad and then it got more sad. <laughs> yeah, How do you get more sad his, than that? His kid died pretty tragically too. Yeah. Well, how did he die, actually? I forget and I don't really want to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I mean, the song is called Tears in Heaven, which at first sounds like a cheesy title, but then when when you look into the lyrics. Yeah, when you got the, like, yeah, he's got the, um, you can name it that when your kid dies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's got passage. Oh, okay. Well, I looked it up, and now I'm really sad. (laughs) Okay, now (laughs) we need to know. What is it? Well, I didn't see how he died. I just thought he was four. Oh. Oh. And? 
I didn't want to look up more. Oh. Because okay. he was four. <laughs> it's really sad. It's. I mean, how sad could it be? Okay, I fine. Think you died in a pool. Oh. No. <laughs> that is no, sad. it's worse. Oh, no. man. I was trying to bring this up. <laughs> Is it? Is there a third party involved? No, it was an accident. Okay, that's okay. Eric Clapton was on drugs. No, no. The janitor left a window open in their apartment, that's and weird. it was on the fifty-third floor, and he fell out of it. Ooh, bad. Yikes. Ooh. Big yikes. Okay, so... That's why you put <laughs> window locks on your windows. Yeah. And don't hire janitors. Don't <laughs> bring a janitor in. Just don't be rich and be able to afford a janitor. Yep. Anyway. That is the... Yeah, that is... um. That's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> yeah. Do we have an upper next to bring us back? Uh, anyone? <laughs> Please and thank you. Why are well, I mean, family? Allison, Gabe's do you have next, another song? Your Gabe's family's next so song happy. is <laughs> brand new, which is not happy. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. not. it's not. Allie, what was your... uh, my my song that I wanted um, is reminds me of my middle brother, Anthony. Anthony, and it is "Story of My Life" by Social Distortion. Hey, that's a good one. It's like an uplifting. It's yeah. You're down and then you get picked back up. Yeah, it's the story of your life. Hey, this song is good. Oh, I know this song. This isn't a movie as well. I'm going to try and figure out what movie that is. All your life. because he's the one that introduced me to them. Sorry, I have like really whistly S's. This is one distortion. No, it's just, it, this is a band that he uh, really liked, and I... Does he have a social distortion tattoo? <laughs> no. No, but he had a t-shirt with, like, the dancing skeleton. That's the tattoo he would get. Yeah. If um, he was going to get No, I don't think he ever got that as a tattoo. But, yeah, I just, I 
I, when I was a teenager, based a lot of my, like the start of my like musical research, kind of based on like bands that I knew he loved because I like really looked up to him and I thought he was like really really cool. Yeah, so that's cool. he was wearing a social distortion shirt and I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's a really good band. You should listen to them. And so I did. And I listened to everything that they did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was obsessed. And that was kind of like the beginning of my like musical discovery, I yeah. guess. Um, and then I started to learn how to play guitar, which I don't do anymore. But this is one of the first songs that I learned. So I was like, oh, I, need, cool. I need to know how to play this song because I love it. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's really simple, too, if you listen to it. It's like three chords. Yeah. But I felt so cool it's in my bedroom cool by myself because I didn't play in front of anyone because I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Sure. And your acoustic guitar. My acoustic guitar. This isn't a movie and it's killing me. I can't figure it out. It's like a teenage movie, like a 10 Things I Hate About You kind of movie. I don't think it is. I think you're just writing this movie in your mind because it <laughs> should be in this. That movie. It 100% is and it's going to kill me. I got to look it up later. Not to mention though, when you when you listen to the lyrics of this song, they're just so like, like relatable to every teenager that's ever existed. Yeah. Because like, or maybe not every teenager, but to me like the first line is like high school was a blur yes i feel that way wasn't interested in sports or school elections yes that was me (laughs) check (laughs) uh rock and roll weekend i don't know that i did that so much but you know you were into that (laughs) after that but i just i felt like i feel like this song kind of exemplifies the outlook on life that my brother had and subsequently the outlook on life that I ended up having. Yeah. When did this come out? Was this late 80s or early 90s? I want to say 90s. This came out in 1990. 90. That is like a a nice feel-good song for me. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah, that is a perfect song. I said it. It's a perfect song. Wow. You brought it back um, up, too. It's interesting because you had an older sibling. I had a younger sibling. And so you were kind of like starting your musical journey with like stuff he recommended. I was already into stuff. And my younger sister, Livy, she's five years younger. I was at like listening to the Smiths and, and Joy Division and stuff and... And she started getting into the stuff, and I was like, ah, I, I, I'm not co- connecting completely with this, but I see where you're coming from. That's <laughs> real good. <laughs> so. You were you were like my dad when I would yeah, show yeah, him exactly. when I would show him the song that you're about to play because this is totally <laughs> what I was into. <laughs> really, he would be like, you know. I don't like it, but I get it. I get it. I get it. It's I get good. The mer- it has merit, but no. This is this is like out of okay. It's brand new, quiet things that no one ever knows. And out of all the emo slash screamo slash whatever genre this is, this is they are the best. Ooh, this is the best. Gonna, you're gonna give me in a a place with this. 
<laughs> that I haven't been in a long time. Go there. This is the best that came out of that era. Agreed. I have no thoughts. <laughs> what? I didn't, wait, listen, I didn't listen to brand new. You didn't? How let, old, me, let me tell wait, you how something. How old are you? I'm 30. How did you not? I was like in like late junior high, early middle uh, high school. A lot of my friends listened to brand new and they had it on their MySpace pages. And, you know, they talked about brand new a lot. But I listened to one song and it was enough for me to be like, not my thing. I wasn't into like emo music. Back I get. Then. I get that. Yeah. Same here. But I could. Ap- I could appreciate this. Like, okay, this is the peak of that. This is like, this is, this is the best that that can be. This is the best of the scene. I do know that yeah. like a lot of people that listen to that era of music, they come. They if they were to go back, they're like, but brand new is like you know, like what you're saying is like it is the best of. It kind of rises amongst the. The emo bands, the emo yeah, bands yeah, like out there. like you can, everyone can make fun of emo music, and like mm-hmm. I get it. I yeah. was one hundred percent an emo kid, and I understand people not being into the music, but you don't make fun of brand new. No, no. <laughs> like, I mean, no can, one makes fun of brand new. You can make fun of My Chemical Romance. Sure, you can make fun Paramore. of like <laughs> Paramore. I loved Ever both Essence. of those bands, um, but oh, no one makes fun of brand new. Or else what? Turn it up. Or this. really good Ugh. um do I, I know what they're saying no but do i feel it yes that that <laughs> goes back to dylan though it's like you don't need to really know what they're saying mm. you listen to the melody even when they're screaming like 
a lot of screamo bands I don't like, but brand new I like because they're screaming in melody. Mm, so that's probably it. If you follow like what they're screaming, it's just like the melody of the song. Yeah. And I think that just kind of like translates into a lot of different different generations. Like people can listen to that and be like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of like throws back to to um, bands. Maybe not, maybe not this song in particular, but they're very self de- self deprecating. Deprecate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse Lacey in particular. And uh, there's a reason why he was very self-deprecating because he was kind of like a bad dude. <laughs> mm. He's um, been a little bit canceled. Hmm? A little bit canceled. Yeah, canceled? He's, he's been canceled. <laughs> um, and so I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> I think when a guy tells you that they're a bad person and that like they're, they're like making art, telling you like how, kind of messed up they are you probably yeah. should listen yeah you probably should be like yeah okay he's telling me he's telling me that he's a bad dude yeah that's like uh he's he's struggling with some stuff so i should probably know that he's struggling with some stuff that's yeah. like louis ck so... his whole career just like telling people how miserable and terrible of a person he is and they're all just like you're so funny and great yeah we love you yeah you should, you should tell us how to live all the emo girls were like you are yeah you're a bad person i like it <laughs> all the emo girls with you know their yeah daddy issues yeah i mean i'm it's, sorry that was a generalization no it's a pretty wide generalization <laughs> <laughs> but i think that you know it it broaches the subject it's like now can you separate like art from artist um i can pretty easily so if you can't you're not going to enjoy much music because most artists are very messed up. They live on the fringes, especially in this country. They don't get any kind of social safety net. They have to live without a lot of like health care or like a steady income or something, uh, mental health. And oftentimes it's kind of encouraged to like tap into that to make art. So, it's either you kind of accept that and and appreciate what they make as far as how it's going to help you navigate your life or demonize the person for making art that shows how messed up they are. Yeah. And so I'm of the camp that you you kind of have to separate art from artist because we should not be making artists in the system are moral paragons that are supposed to be like the the best of us. <laughs> right. They're not gonna be. They're never right. gonna be in this system. All right, let's go around the table then. Uh, I think that we should. There's a there's a middle ground. It's not just separating or not separating. I think we should recognize who made the art, but at the same time, we're able to make it our own, like Gabe is saying. Does that make sense to either of you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That no, is yeah. that is separating it. But like you're able to understand that it came from a dark place. Like it came from a person who is like kind of like 
traumatized in a way in order to make that specific art piece because without that traumatization they wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to make something that you loved and cherished so much you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. so i think there's i personally feel like there's a middle ground but i might be rooting for one more than the other i'm just not sure well i don't i think you're right in being in the middle ground in that like you can you can take something from it you don't have to take the artist and be like, this is my champion. This is right. like, this is who I want to be. Right. You can take it as somebody who, you know, is a very flawed individual, probably mm-hmm. like yourself. And they're working through some stuff, probably like yourself. Mm-hmm. And if they fail and if they fall, it doesn't mean you have to. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of what they made, you don't have to. It's so, all, it all comes down to like a very, personal basis for like each situation i think too yeah like it it kind of depends on what you are able to i don't want to say look past because that sounds like you're dismissing the bad behavior but it all stomach (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) um like i don't know here's an i don't have like a a specific situation this 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 would be an example of yeah, we have tons <laughs> you can throw them all out <laughs> i there. guess like you could um look at <laughs> i don't want this to be in the podcast though oh, well, okay. like, so like david bowie makes great music everybody loves david bowie is a pretty bad dude interesting bad i didn't know that like in what how well, he slept with like underla- underage Oof. people and Ooh. stuff and you know, did a lot of drugs and <laughs> Allie did not like that. <laughs> well, other, I, other I just, I think that that's very common in yeah. artists in, 70s, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, notoriously mm. dated a 16 year old. <laughs> you got him? Yeah. Does that make it, did that well, make him funnier? What's oh, the deal? Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. I think it makes a difference if the artist is like glorifying that behavior versus they are, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I no, I, I know what you're saying. Like because there's a difference between like I I feel like some like a lot of rap right now it's getting close like a lot of rap will kind of like stop objectifying other people and stop blaming females and start um saying how messed up the artist is. Mm. And I think that should be, I mean, shouldn't be celebrated, but it, it's a, it's progress from just like blaming other people mm-hmm. and objectifying other people. And I think it's more helpful to say like, no, it's not all this person's fault. I'm, I'm kind of messed up too and I have to work on this. An example of what I'm trying to say is like, we use David Billy for an example. He was notorious for dating underage girls. Did he write? songs that were glorifying dating and messing around with underage girls i don't think so no, i don't think so i don't think so so <laughs> um hmm. i don't actually know because i don't listen to that much uh david Bowie. i'm sorry so david s- boney <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> i'm sure he was um, um so you're saying that my mind's telling me no but my body is telling <laughs> me yes is a you know, a bad lyric that yeah objectifies i feel like that was probably (laughs) something we should have been listening to i feel like that was probably something that was stemming from his real life experience what was his name again why am i forgetting his name r kelly Kelly, yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we probably should have been listening to that. Yeah. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Ooh. Well, yeah. we do now, <laughs> years later. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm just, I'm agreeing with your point of finding Mine. a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I think part of finding a middle ground is looking at their art in context of their life and right. thinking like, ooh. We can go on and on about yeah. the cancel culture in general, how, you know, toxic it can be, how like it's I think, actually I think people can still things. be canceled. I mean, go ahead and cancel, but like if someone's bad and they're doing bad things, they should be told like outed for doing bad things. Right. But if that piece of art they made helped you that's still a valid thing. Relevant to you. Yeah. Like Louis C.K. canceled, probably not going to be uncanceled ever. Right. Um, but his show was great. <laughs> his show was so good. And yeah. that still stands. I Michael mean, it's Jackson not... is a big one for me. Yeah, I know. I can't not, you know, listen to his music sometimes. It's just, Hoo-hoo. they get me. <laughs> they get me. They're in my, uh, that's in my childhood. I can't not listen to him. I'm sorry, people out there who want to cancel him. I'm playing his songs at my he next dance canceled. party. I mean, he you, can be canceled, you say want to cancel him. He's already been canceled. You're just going to have to face that fact. He's got the fact. ultimate cancel. And that's okay. Are you really canceled if there's if your songs are still being played on the radio, though? Yeah. You really canceled if you went to sleep and didn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Life canceled. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyways. So our parents. <laughs> <laughs> they are a handful at times. Families, no? am Family? I right? No? Anyone else? Am I the only one? It happens. Yeah. Just a disclaimer so that everyone in, is included. I do have an oldest brother. Um, I just couldn't think of a song for him. Probably I'm, something from Top Gun. In the 80s. He oh, was an really? 80s kid. I don't I didn't know. know. He was a Tough Gun guy. Well, he was like, yeah. He wanted, he wanted to do, Gun? He wanted to do Top Gun for Nick Flicks. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> that would have been a very negative review for me. Very negative. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Jason. I love you. I just Fly into the I danger zone, Jason. <laughs> couldn't think of a song for you. I'm sorry. Uh, honorable mention for me would have been for my sister and it would have been a, a j-lo song mm. yeah just any old j-lo song will do any j-lo song from on <laughs> they're the all six. the same my love don't cost a thing yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. that Let's, could remind that me that yeah. all right anything reminds me any of j-lo reminds me of her or my cousin stacy so two for one <laughs> <laughs> family shout out to family <laughs> family discount two for one <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right, guys. What did we learn today? We learned that dads make us sad, except for Allie's. Except for my dad, because he's yeah. a goofy guy. Moms don't even care about music. Moms don't <laughs> like music at all. They hate it. And sisters uh, uh, remind us of times that were simpler. I don't know. <laughs> I don't got anything for siblings. Sib- siblings are a mixed bag. If you listen to Led Zeppelin and you're throwing stones at other people's music, you maybe want to look in towards to yourself and realize you're listening to the Satanist music. <laughs> there you go. That's what we learned today. Okay. Thanks for being on the podcast, Allie. Yeah. And thanks for doing this again, Gabe. Uh, no problem. Thanks for the drinks. No problem. No problem.